What's up, Dodd fam? Happy Monday, and welcome to episode number 31 of the Dodd Health Podcast. My name is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and operator of Dodd Health, which is strength training for cyclists. Today's episode super fun to talk about. We're going over the retreat that I announced this weekend on Instagram, and we're going to comb through the blog post with all the information from my website. So we kind of did this with the dialed health shred, but I'm going to read through, talk about the details. But I think the most important thing with the retreat talk is really the overall purpose and actually to get your feedback. I really want to know what would be your best uh, like ride weekend because it's still two months out until this first retreat and I have time to make changes. And also I plan on doing a lot more of these in the future. So just kind of thinking about what's a real priority for people and not, I think will be really fun to talk about and it'd be helpful for me to get that feedback. So uh, we'll also talk a little business update around that time. And then we're going to go into the real topic of the day, which is five reasons to take a rest day. This was suggested by a dialed fan member at M Mario 34. Dude, thanks for this idea. Uh, Basically, he wants to know, you know, even if you have something scheduled that day, but there's something that's coming up, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the reasons yet, but what would prevent you from doing that that is legit? Uh, And we're going to talk about those. It's also going to tie in with a life update. And I think I chose this topic this week (laughs) because uh, I today have a rest day and your boy needs it. Let me just tell you, I'm going to go over why I need it. But, you know, basically when people send in these requests, I save them in a note on my phone. And I think they they, they just jump out to me at certain points and it's of course like a super personal thing so I saw this topic and I've had it in here for like a month or two and I'm like yo today is the day so we're gonna go over that uh, and that's pretty much it man we'll end with a little outro and I just want to give you guys a huge shout out thank you so much for listening to this podcast uh, thank you for sharing it on your social media you can screenshot your phone as you listen to this and upload it to your Instagram story tag dialed health and it's huge it's awesome for the platform to grow and the podcast is growing man but we got to be persistent. Uh, You could also leave me a five-star review on Apple podcast app with a little comment, man. Like, yo, I can't wait for this retreat. Uh, And with that being said, guys, let's jump straight into the episode. We got a business update. Now, the retreat is the big portion of the business update. Obviously, that's involved in the Dodd Health business of things and why we're doing it. But I also want to talk about a few things we launched last week and what we're working on currently. So first things first, the road program came out and I'm so stoked about this program, guys. I brought it up last week and talked about some of the details, the fact that the the weirdest thing about the road program is the rules that it breaks in regards to periodization of strength training and rep scheme. So when you periodize a program, rep scheme has a lot to do with it. So a lot of times you'll start with like a more of an uh, muscular endurance phase, which is like, you know, we're talking 15, 20 reps or 12, to 20 reps. And then it goes to hypertrophy eight to 12, and then maybe down to like uh, six to 10 or five to eight, or even down as low as one for some programs. And so what I had to do to make sure the volume didn't get out of control, because again, we're, we're working with athletes that are super high volume in regards to pedaling and just being in like one position and all of that. So it's, you just, you can't do things the normal way. And so how do I make a rep scheme that actually serves that athlete in a way that's periodized and makes sense without overdoing it? Like that is literally the hardest thing to do in regards to strength training for cyclists. And it's the thing that I feel the most confident about. So this program does a lot of it. There's still traditional barbell movements, uh, but the real 
focus and I rem- I put like a reminder in the beginning and in initial instructions but it's not to focus on the weight you're lifting but it's to focus on the movement the form and the muscles you're trying to engage so uh, I think if they follow that it's going to work like tremendously and I'm really excited to see some results there's more and more road athletes that are starting to follow dialed health and that's super important to me because obviously my roots are in mountain biking but I just love cycling, man. I love to get out and pedal, and I believe this training is valuable for everyone. I mean, I've I've proved it personally, but now we got to do it on a bigger level. So, um, well, personally and like with my personal clientele. Uh, but now, yeah, with the online, we got to do it at another level and uh, just get more people riding their bikes better and more comfortably in in a way that makes them more stoked. (laughs) I've just blurred that together like one long word. So hopefully that made sense. Road programs out could not be more hyped. Now the app update, you guys, I have hinted at this. It's been an idea. Obviously I talk very openly on this podcast, but I'm going for it, man. I'm restructuring my loan at the gym that I use to buy my equipment, to build out my studio space. And, you know, there's a little lower interest rates right now. Thank you, Corona uh, virus, not the beer. And also it's, it's a cool opportunity to basically just expand the business in a way that is healthy, that's not crazy. Uh, it, it, the thing about it is like it makes a lot of sense, and it's probably the cleanest way to do it is through my bank that I've been using and restructuring, and again, just not doing anything crazy. But I'm still kind of hanging it out a little bit here. Uh, you know, the app at the minimum is going to cost ten thousand dollars, and I believe I can make that back like quickly. Um, you know, the website costed, you know, multiple thousands of dollars to get up. And uh, we're at a place now where it, it basically pays for itself monthly, which is so sick. And I want, I, I believe that the app will do the same. So that's why we're investing in it that way. So a little scary. Um, and also at the same time, I'm doing the retreat. <laughs> so we're just, we're throwing money left and right. And we're just seeing where it sticks. But, um, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, uh, everything's really healthy and good and growing. And uh, I think the goal is going to be to make sure that the user experience on this app is like just so dialed in you guys, when there's a calendar and when you can pick a program or individual workouts based off your daily needs, or it, and then when there's more of like a, a thing that helps you kind of guide through and build and, uh, just know which direction to turn, it's going to be sick. Like, my hands are up around my face right now because I'm all excited. And uh, anyways, not to make big, crazy, lofty promises, but you know, it's what I'm shooting for. So uh, quick updates on that soon. Uh, Yeah, I mean, or not quick updates, but you'll have updates soon as it comes together. But just so you know, I'm literally in the process of signing the papers for the loan before I just pull the trigger and pull the extra time for my web developer to get this thing moving. Um, And I also have a consult with a basically like it's a it's a web designing consult but the guy is is such a legend in what he does i mean owns an app works for uh, facebook just stanford grad mountain biker justin fraga shout out to you man he's gonna help me um just with some organization through the site even before it's an app because there's so much we can do to the site now before it like we res- we rely on the app for the actual strength movements. So anyways, sorry about just to blurt that all out at you, but that's the stuff to look forward to. Um, now let's get into this retreat. So the first out health retreat, it's happening. Okay. 
we are going to none other than Downeyville, California. And here is why I chose this location. For one, Downeyville from where I'm located is like two and a half hours away. And it's a really centrally located place, I'd say kind of for people in like the uh, Bay Area to Tahoe, Reno region, because it's north of everyone. But it's it's like just far enough away for a lot of people to where you usually only go like once or twice a year if you know and a lot of people miss years but it's also not too distant to where you're gonna have to fly in and i'm hoping i have enough pull from the local area to at least get 10 people for this because there are only 10 spots we have one for sure reserved already a second one on the fence and we're only just starting with the advertising so I think it's going to fill up quick and we'll have a form of a wait list. We'll see. But basically, it just seemed like a great spot because people want to go there, but it takes a little bit more effort than just jetting up to Tahoe or to your trails that are just 30 minutes to an hour away. So that's why Downeyville, it's also, it's just very, you know, for being only a couple hours away from my home, you get up there and you feel like you're a lot further because there's not even a gas station in the town anymore. It's just a small town. It's barely any phone service. Uh, one cool thing about the lower resort, uh, that where we're staying is there's actually no internet service and it's intentional. Like the whole idea is to kind of have a luxurious feel and be comfortable, but not have the distraction of things like the internet. So I think it's going to be an awesome time to, to be comfortable, to unwind and to have that like overnight experience you want without all the, all the distractions. So the lore resort is where we're staying. Now I got to first off say, this is May 15th through the 17th. And we're going to go over the itinerary uh, quickly, just so you have an idea of the real trip. But here is kind of what I wrote up to talk about the trip. This was my post on Instagram. I'm going to take my little sip of water here. That way I have a nice little clear voice to read this the way I want. Here we go. The retreat. Everything we do in the gym revolves around us having a better experience on the bike. And that's what this trip will, will represent. With a private shuttle, we'll be spending the largest portion of this trip on trail, exploring the best that this iconic bike location has to offer. Each day will start with core focus, strength training, and mobility to prime your body for the day to come. Then it will end with static stretching to unwind, allowing for your best chance to recover and feel fresh for the following day. Lodging will be the most comfortable cabins available, while food and drinks will be completely covered, including ride food. Come and connect with like-minded riders as you experience the world of dialed health. Welcome to the retreat. I mean, come on now. I was proud of writing that. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but it's so true. That's really an idea of what this trip is going to be. You know, really, the trip is all about great mountain biking and to be with people that not only wanted to ride well, but that understand taking care of your body is a huge part of that. And so I want to, you know, it's tough. Because on one hand, you're like, well, I could go the extreme and have this full-on training camp and have the healthiest food, and we train like all day, and then we ride all day, and you know. <laughs> but I don't want to get carried away with honestly like the training aspect of it. So when we look at the itinerary, you'll see. I mean, the there's so much more time dedicated to riding than like training, and even with the training, we're doing core and mobility, and then like stretching. So it's all about prep and recovery. It's not about going to fatigue. I don't want you getting beat down on this trip. I want you doing the proper things. Honestly, really what you would want to do if you went on a trip by yourself. And, and that's another thing is I think the riders who leave this trip will have a great understanding of how you can minimally uh, stay consistent with your movement, with your strength training, with your mobility on a ride trip in a way that is realistic for one, that 
and, and to feel the impact because it's hard when you don't know what to do to make the time to to do it and all that but then you know even if you know what to do are you going to you know how much time is it going to take like how realistic really is it so i think that this will be a great example of okay you know this is actually what i'd really have to do here's the time of day i would fit it in and you know now i can actually experience the results of it because someone kind of made me <laughs> you know i'm never going to do it on my own so let me like get the results of it and see if it's worthwhile and you guys, it is going to be, let me just tell you. So here's the itinerary. Now, Friday is the 15th. You arrive four to 5 PM at the Lure Resort. Uh, I'm assuming again, everyone will have like a two to three, maybe four hour drive, uh, that will be coming to this. I have had some people hint at the fact they might fly in, but we'll see. Uh, so arrive four to 5 PM at the Lure Resort. Uh, the Lure Resort, by the way, is just on the other side of the river from town. So when you're in town, usually you're down, you know, by the pizza shop, the Mexican restaurant, um, Yuba is right down by the river. And basically, um, you are looking at the river across the bridge. And it'd be like, if you took the shuttle road up, you'll see the lure on your right, right across from the lake. I mean, literally it's a stone's throw from like the main meeting area in the town. Uh, but again, a little more secluded. So Arrive 4 to 5 p.m., Lure Resort, find your cabin, bed, and get sorted. Uh, we have dinner at 6 p.m., and it's going to go till 7 p.m. And then we stretch from 7.30 to 8.15 p.m. Fire pit, drinks, and dessert, 8.30 to bed. So, no, I'm not going to put a bedtime. We're all grown, grown people here, men and women. So, um, really, find your cabin and bed and get sorted. We are sharing cabins for this, but everyone's going to have a bed space. So there are, I'll be honest, like there's some queens and there's some kings. And I think there's even one like sofa pull out or whatever. Uh, but that'll probably be like first come first serve. I think the most important thing is that everyone's going to have a comfortable amount of space and everyone is going to have a bed to sleep on. Hopefully there's no serial killers and, uh, you know, nothing crazy happening like that. I mean, it's going to be pretty low key. And again, we're not going to be spending a ton of time like in the cabin anyways. So hopefully everyone will feel comfortable, uh, sharing a room or whatever it may be. Uh, so the stretch session right after dinner, well, 30 minutes after. And again, it's just, it's stretching. It's light stretching, a lot of breathing. And then after we have a little fire pit drinks and dessert, there will definitely be alcohol. There will definitely be dessert. Now that's the line where I kind of, I would say crossed as far as having like a healthy sort of retreat, because even though I think there is a reason dessert and, and, and alcohol can almost fall in the health category. It's like, it, it, I'm not going to make this super strict. I want this trip to be really fun and we're going to have a nice balance of everything. And also we are going to be riding all day. So we'll probably have the calories to do it, but you know, the camaraderie and the feeling of like real relaxation is something I want from this trip. I, I get how it's hard to make a couple of days off completely and you don't want to go and rush and, and cram and just not in, have relaxed a little bit. <laughs> so that's really in like splurge a little bit, you know? So that's a part of this trip as well as I want to make sure at night, everyone really gets to chill and you hang with who you want to hang with. We're kind of around. It should be some like small talk, but it really, if we're just sitting around the fire, just like sipping on a beer or whatever it may be, I think it'll be a great time. So next morning, Saturday, uh, coffee. It's on the schedule uh, because everyone should be drinking coffee. <laughs> I will be drinking coffee. If you don't drink coffee and you come on this trip, perfect. I will drink your share. So coffee, 6.30 a.m. Also prep your riding gear. So 
great thing. Wake up, grab a coffee, make sure your stuff is sorted. And that way at 7 a.m. we can start with the core mobility session. I'm still locking down the exact area on this, but basically 7 to 7.30, it's quick. I mean, and knowing how like a 30-minute session goes, we're probably talking like 20 minutes of actual work time. But the goal is to mobilize, do some classic like vinyasa flow, morning stretch style things, and then a couple movements, you know, a couple plank variations and a couple isolated ab, probably some, some glute isolating like glute bridges, but just body weight work on the ground. Again, not to fatigue, but for activation. We warm up, we get your low abs firing, we get your glutes firing, we get your hamstrings ready, we get your shoulders and everything packed and all the muscles supporting your uh, scapula in place. And that way, hopefully when you go ride that day, there's less back pain, there's less neck pain, you have more power, you feel more stable, and that's the idea there. Uh, after that, we have breakfast, 7.30 a.m. It's going to be ready immediately after the workout because we're going to catch the shuttle at 8 a.m. So once the food's ready, it's probably going to be like simple breakfast burrito. Um, and then we have shuttle, 8 a.m., and then we come back for lunch. So lunch is going to start at noon, and I wanted to have a nice window to where we could ride an extended trail and have you know a solid two, three hours um, riding before we head back for lunch. And so we do that lunch. It's going to be light. It's going to be tasty. Honestly, I'm expecting sandwich, chips, fruit, um, almost like, you know, a good old camp style classic barbecue lunch. And then we have another shuttle at 1 p.m. So before I talk about dinner at 5 p.m., I should say the the catering situation is still kind of being figured out details wise. There's a couple options, and I'm I'm trying to figure out if it's best to full on bring a chef uh, and cook everything, or to have certain meals catered by certain people. Uh, and then <laughs> you, you guys want to know something funny? So my mom's coming out to be the event coordinator for this. She suggested it, and I'm not gonna lie, she is gonna crush it. My mom's a beast. She owns her own interior design business. She's one of the craftiest. Um, most like hustler mentality people I've ever met. And I just say that because, uh, you know, my mom, it's just not like, <laughs> it's not like my mom's coming out. She will keep things on point. And that's why I'm so excited about this. Cause I'm going to be out there riding with everyone too. And I, I don't want to worry about making a sandwich for people or whatever. So, uh, she is going to have all of this on lock. So at the minimum for lunch, she could be making the sandwiches. I'll be straight up, but we have great taste. And if you follow my Instagram, you can see I eat good food and we're not going to be, we're not going to be bummed out on whatever happens with lunch. Uh, but I'm, I have a feeling breakfast will be catered and dinner will be catered for sure. Dinner. Um, I'll, I'll play it by ear. There's a few options and I'll definitely do what's best for everyone. Um, so yeah, no stress on that. Also, I got to say just out in the open, as I make these decisions, I guess I just want everyone to know that my goal is to not make money on this. And I only bring that up because excuse me, my goal is, isn't that I don't want to make money. My goal is that it's the best experience and that I don't lose money. So if I literally don't walk away with any money on this, that's okay with me. As long as the experience was up to par, uh, you know, one thing that I guess everyone's entry will be paying for is a photographer to come out and capture it because I want to be able to have this like a, a video and photos and an article, uh, at, as a way to sell it in the future but also as something that's cool for people to look back on and have these photos, you know? And so that is something that will, the money will go into, uh, we'll be paying for my mom's day, even though she literally offered to 
like pay for her own stay and come out. Um, but who knows, maybe my dad will come out and they'll do their own thing anyways. Um, and then, and then that's it. So we have money to play with to make sure that this is really sick. And I guess I just wanted you to know that it's not my goal to be like, you know, I could make a few thousand dollars on this. Like I'm not stressed about it. Would it be cool? May it happen? It might. But, um, anyways, I guess I just want to be candid about that. Um, definitely not my intention. So, uh, we have dinner that night. So after the second shuttle at 1 PM, uh, which double shuttle day, by the way, not a lot of people do at Downeyville or not a ton of people have. So hopefully you're down for that. And the dinner five to 6 PM stretch six to seven fifteen, six thirty to 17, 15 PM. And then fire pit drinks, dessert, seven thirty to bed. So a little earlier on the dinner schedule. And I figured it's cause we're going to be riding. People won't be showing up late in the afternoon. We'll be able to enjoy the night a little bit longer. Sunday, the schedule is exactly the same in the morning. So 6.30 coffee, mobility core session, 7 a.m., breakfast, 7.30, shuttle at 8, lunch at noon, next shuttle at 1, and then it's going to be an early dinner at 4 p.m. to 5, and really we're going to use that time to eat dinner, pack it up, and go. And so that way you can actually get a second shuttle in that day if you want, um, or you could just maybe you just want to relax a little bit more. And uh, you want to stay back and just pack your stuff and be more leisurely, that's fine. But the real thing is like, get your second ride and come in, clean up, eat your food and hit the road. And that way you can hit the road clean and you can hit the road with a full stomach. Because I mean, honestly, for me, after a ride weekend, if I can just reminisce on that drive home, feeling that way, I'm good to go. Uh, so I wrote leave 5 PM with a full stomach and lots of stoke. And so I'm just scrolling down the article here. We go to booking. Uh, by the way, this is on the journal portion of my website. So if you want to go check out the details, what I'm reading, you can. And then it just has booking. So to reserve a space, send an inquiry to info.dialedhealth.com. Uh, you're just sending me an email. So then uh, with the retreat as the subject line, include your name, PayPal, email address, and any food allergies or special requests you might have. Uh, I want to make sure that you know my wife's gluten-free. I can't drink milk. So I want to make sure that you know there's nothing we're going to make or have catered that you just can't eat, you know? So let me know. And, and also as far as like ride food goes and stuff like that, uh, Derek, myself, will follow up with you and send an invoice via PayPal for the non-refundable deposit at 125. Um, so non-refundable deposit, I was weird about, I don't know. I felt weird about writing non-refundable, but I guess I just wanted people to be serious about the entry, you know, like it's 10 spaces and I figured if you're able to put a $125 deposit down, like you're really intending on coming because if I don't do it, or even if I, people know that they can refund it, I don't want to just blow this spot. You know what I mean? So that was my intention there. Uh, and then after it says, uh, completing that will confirm your booking. The remainder balance of $995 will be paid by April 24th via separate PayPal invoice. Total cost $1,120. Uh, it will be first come first serve basis with dialed health members having priority. There will be a wait list in case of last minute cancellations. Riders should expect uh, intermediate to advanced level trails. So basically total payment for the trip, uh, about $1,100. I'm excited about that. And even though I know it is, you know, it's a, it's a legit amount of money to pay uh, for a weekend, but at, I mean, it's $1,100. I know the, I know the value of a dollar. I'm sure everyone listening does, right? But I'm like putting together this trip and I don't even think you could do it for this cheap if you were with one other buddy. Maybe if you had a group of three or more, maybe, but it'd be hard pressed to stay 
in such a nice space to have fully uh, fully catered food, all your food and drinks. And then really, I mean, there is going to be value in the training. You're not going to, you're going to be walking away with, um, hopefully some real knowledge. And my, my intention is to have something actually packed up for you so that, you know, even if it's a printout of the workouts that we do at the minimum that you'll have those physically. Uh, I also really want to have some jerseys made up. I, I was afraid to shout that out, but at least like t-shirts, like there's going to be really cool merch product, uh, programs, things that you walk away with that bring that value of dialed health. Uh, so putting all that together, I'm like, man, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the price it is. And so hopefully everyone feels the same way. Um, but yeah, if you look at it just logistically, it's like, oh, it'd actually be hard to do that trip for that amount without a big group of people like this. And it's that big group that's really cutting the cost down. Um, and then really riders should expect intermediate. Oh, you know what? Before I get to that, uh, dialed health members have priority. You guys, if you are, if you train with me in person or if you are on the web or a member on the website, you have priority over this. Uh, honestly, like that means if someone, if we get booked up and we have tons of people that aren't even involved on dialed health dot com. Uh, I'm going to make sure that you have an opportunity um, over those people because, you know, you're part of the dialed fam. And I, th I think you have the right for that. And, uh, and then again, do we want to recruit more? Yeah. Are we going full cult? Yeah. No. Wait a second. <laughs> no. But I just, I felt like that would be something cool for the members to know that they, they did have priority over that. Um, and then riders should expect intermediate to advanced level trails. Yeah, it's Downeyville. I mean, I, it's hard because I think it's more on the intermediate side, but there's sections of advanced, I guess, level trail that we could be checking out. And, uh, yeah, I just put that there to make sure people knew that, you know, this isn't going to be like a paved bike trail. That's for sure. Uh, and that's it. Come and be a part of the first ever Dot health retreat. So that is the full retreat breakdown. I'm beyond stoked. And I think the big reason for this is because as dialed health grows online, as I mentioned, you know, through the app, it's going to be more and more important for this to feel like a real thing, like that you're a part of the community in a tangible way. Because although I plan on more of an interactive website, I, th I think that when you're a part of this like dialed fam group and you're doing the workouts when you see that these people who are doing the workouts are out riding and in places that you either do ride or you want to go ride or you know shoot i can actually go be a part of this i think it's going to be great i mean it, i don't i'm i'm really trying to weigh out the downside to doing the trip besides no one booking and me losing out all the money that i put on the deposits <laughs> which is possible but i don't think that i don't think that's going to be the case and i really see this growing in a way to where it's like the dialed health retreat is happening all over the world and it's a it's a big portion of dialed health and it's a just a cool way for people who are members of the website and the app to just be fully a part of like the community. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts on it, man. I think it's sick. So you guys, that is the trip. Again, it's all about riding. It's about having the structure and to know how to prime your body and recover in the most realistic way that you can take into other riding trips going forward. Uh, and it's about relaxing and enjoying the time because again, I, it's a few days off. It's your hard earned money. I want you to feel somewhat refreshed. Uh, and, and like you got some quality time to just do just to just chill, put your feet up, take a breath and just unwind a little bit. So all of that is the real goal. And, um, 
shoot, man, I guess I would just want to know what you would add to the trip to make it make it even better. If you have any ideas, any value points, or you're like, man, if this was happening, I'd for sure be there. Or, you know, my ideal trip would look like this. Uh, just let me know because I'm kind of setting this up off of what I perceive as the ideal trip. And I'm totally open to hearing some other insight. If you say sleeping in till eight, you're smoking that crack and I ain't, I don't want none of it. Okay. Yeah, boy, we're waking up at 6.30 and we're drinking coffee. Come on now. You're in Downeyville. Don't waste your time sleeping the whole time. Get your butt out of bed and let's get riding. All right? Let's move on to the real topic. Five reasons to take a rest day. We got a life update. Time for keeping up with the teals. Now, one of my clients pointed out that when I say keeping up with the teals, it's kind of misleading because I mainly talk about myself. So I got to start out by saying, my son Otto has two teeth. He's got two little chiclets sitting on the bottom of his mouth, right in the center, and it's the funniest looking thing you've ever seen because one tooth broke through first. <laughs> and if you know Otto, he smiles so much. I mean, praise the Lord on that one. He is a happy, happy boy. And he'll smile and you see that white tooth sticking up and now he's got a, a little white nub next to it. It's the funniest looking thing on the planet. Uh, and if he bites you, it hurts now, you know? He bit my shoulder and uh, I almost threw my coffee across the room. So yeah, he, it's it's hilarious. And uh, man, he's doing really good. He's full on army crawling. And I'm, I'm sorry I just jumped straight into this, you guys. We are gonna get into the rest day stuff. <laughs> but this is a quick little life update. So, uh, Otto is my almost nine month old son. Uh, my first and only firstborn, and he's dude, he's army crawling now. It's so rad. And I feel like his confidence has seriously gone up. You know, he was getting so frustrated, not being able to move forward that like he would reach for something and kind of kick his feet and then let out like a, just like some kind of weird noise like he's pissed and then he would just roll over and it's like he got so good at pivoting and rolling that Lish and I were afraid we're like oh no he's not even gonna need to move forward but he's doing the army crawl now and it's rad and he's starting to like put himself in the real crawl position so anytime now man any time and I know this is the point where parents are like oh just wait oh just wait uh and you're probably right we'll see <laughs> it could be a lot harder to watch him We'll see. Um, am I looking forward to not having to carry him everywhere? Maybe that'll cut down. That could be kind of nice. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. I ain't never had a baby. So um, <laughs> anyways, Otto's doing great. Uh, Liz, my wife, is doing really well. And she is just like such an artist and she made some space in our guest bedroom uh since we moved in our guest bedroom's still been kind of a kind of a mess but she made uh, some space for art her uh keyboard is set up and yeah she's just doing like she's taking more time for herself for art she's also uh training more which i love because right before auto was born she was actually in the gym training with me with a small group and dude she trained literally up until the point where she was having too many contractions to do any workouts <laughs> like seven months in it was rad and i know it helped her pregnancy a ton and it, it postpartum everything but um but now she's just gotten back in the rhythm of strength training and yeah, I'm super proud of her for that. So shout out Liz, shout out Otto, family's doing good. Uh, now let's talk about me, okay? Your boy is beat down right now. I have been pedaling my face off through the Trainer Road app and it's, it's interesting because two things happened last week. For one, my FTP went up on Trainer Road and I also started 
like going into different phases of the bass plan. So the rides are just a little bit more intense. I'm sitting at a, like a higher percentage of my FTP and just, I don't know, like these rides are freaking gnarly <laughs> and they're 90 minutes of just pushing on the trainer. And again, there's times where you're spinning, but I think it's weird because I'm getting comfortable with 90 minutes, but I'm understanding that they really are taking it out of me. And when I come in to work, typically I'll do these sessions in the morning on my Tuesday, Thursday, because those are the days I train in the afternoon and I'll come in and I'm on my feet. And that combo has been kind of difficult because a lot of those nights, I also will be on my feet till 8 p.m. I'm home late and then I'm up again at 4 a.m. So I get like, you know, we're talking five to six hours max of sleep in between. So like the recovery is not well. And then the next morning I'm back on my feet until the afternoon. And then I usually catch a workout at the end of that before leaving for the day. So it's, this is where my schedule and like the reality of, you know what, my business is more important to me than my personal training. Um, not, you know, my own workouts and that's the truth. And so I'm finding again, like ways to tweak it and get a little bit better. Um, and so what I'm going to add this week, basically, because I just feel like yesterday I went for a mountain bike ride and I just honestly never felt great because we'll talk about reasons to take a rest day and, and all that in a second. Cause I think there's a point where you do have to fight through and you can actually just get through that hump of just, you know, that first initial fatigue when you start a workout, but it just didn't go away yesterday. And that's when I knew I was like, Whoa, I need a rest day. I need to start implementing some just new recovery modalities regularly and I, I use a lot of stuff like I'm very consistent with on my foam roller and stretching and I know it helps mitigate the poor recovery from sleep for sure I know my nutrition does as well and so those those things help but I need to add an ice bath or just elevate my legs or some form of compression I'm going to start experimenting and let you know what I think is the best and if I feel any any difference uh, but I've had real like like joint pain and like just overall fatigue and like body tightness and stuff like that. And so again, would, you know, eight hours of sleep a night help or probably solve all of this? Yes. Do I predict that's going to happen for me in the near future? I, I really don't. And that's okay. Um, it's just, that's the biggest compromise in my own personal health that I make for the rest of my life. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure everyone's got their thing. That's for sure mine. Um, but uh, so I, I was just I was just going to make a joke about it. it's better than smoking crack, but that would be two crack jokes, you know, in one episode. I'm going to take that back right now. So anyways, I will keep you posted on what I start doing. It was funny because as soon as I posted about my my ice baths, uh, Jonathan Lee hit me up and was just like, dude, I think ice baths make my recovery slower. And we started having a conversation about it. So it'll be interesting to try and just see what I feel like really nails it. But I'll bring you along for the journey. Don't you worry about that. Um, one thing I would potentially like to bring back to are naps midday like a 20 minute nap with my legs elevated. I remember, I mean, I used to do it every day before Otto was born and I haven't since he was born. So carving out time for that and making it a priority might be something that I do because I gotta say that 20 minute pick me up is a game changer. Even if you really only sleep for like 
like five to ten minutes of it it's like you're laying down you're breathing you're clearing your head you're relaxing um you know i've done that for 10 minutes before and woken myself up snoring so uh, i think it's more than worthwhile and i think that's something i'm interested in bringing back but again it's the compromise i'm like dude when when am i gonna do that (laughs) So I guess anytime, you know, we just, we make time for what's important. So anyways, that's what's going on with me. And it leads me perfect into the five reasons to take a rest day. Uh, Another sip for you. And I just spilled caught or I spilled water on my phone and my notebook. Perfect. Okay. So an unplanned rest day. Now I'll tell you right now, I have a theory on rest days I don't believe that most people need to take a rest day every single week. And what I mean by that is a complete, like, I just don't even move rest day, you know, where you just don't do anything. At the minimum, it's like just pull out the foam roller or stretch lightly or take a warm shower and do some mobility practice. There should be some intentional practice for your health for your recovery that's taken. So as I mentioned, I'm like religious about my foam roller and my um, just my mobility, uh, which makes a huge difference, unquestionable. But also I feel like I need a little bit more. Now maybe for you, like if you have five days a week of hard workouts planned, plan to do a optional like yoga session on the two days that you have off or the one day that you have off. So like at the most that I'll do on my Mondays, which are today is a 30 minute vinyasa flow yoga session. It's not long enough to really burn anything out, but it's enough to warm up, to move, to mobilize, and to still get a little muscular endurance, some core work. Uh, But again, it doesn't go any heavier than that. I feel better the next day almost always. Uh, Today, I won't be doing it. It feels like too much, but again, I'll be taking an ice bath and doing a lot of mobility and stuff. So I would say dedicate at least, give me uh, 10 minutes at the minimum. Uh, Ideally, it'd be more like 30. uh, Just as an effort into, you know, your health and fitness and recovery, you know, maybe you just are like, I'm going to take every joint through its full range of motion uh, and I'm going to hold it for like a 30 seconds or something. I don't know. So just figure out something to do and prioritize that. And then again, worse comes to worse, you miss it completely and you're not that far off the back because again, you, you didn't even plan for a, a, a full workout day. And I think that's okay. Like literally when you're so consistent, that you miss a day and you feel like you needed it, then then you're probably in a good place. When you miss a day and you're like, oh man, I should have hit the gym. That's when you probably should, that's when your body's saying, I could have handled it. Mentally, I could have handled it and I should have done it. So, uh, you know, earn those rest days. All right. So that's my philosophy. Personally, Monday right now, that's the only day I plan to take off at the most. It's 30 minutes of yoga. And I follow like a 30 minute YouTube channel, uh, Five Parks Yoga. If you're a Dialed Health, Dialed Fam member, you guys, use my total body stretch routine. It's literally the best of the yoga I've learned into one 20-minute routine that's all specifically stretching for cyclists. Shameless plug, it's in there. It really is the best. The only reason I don't listen to it is because I, it's hard to watch yourself, man. I'm just in full critique mode, and I can't even go there. So anyways, <laughs> here we go. Five reasons to take an unplanned rest day. Now, number one reason, injury. This has got to be pretty obvious. You know, I have a friend, uh, unfortunately, that broke his leg yesterday, and he's not going to be doing anything the next couple of days. I still don't know if he needs surgery. Uh, I heard his leg was literally uh, like like flopping around uh, in a way it shouldn't have been. And so 
it's not me trying to be funny about it. It's just like the obvious. It's like, okay, you have some extreme injury. Uh, and thankfully he's okay, by the way, but terrible injury. And if it's that bad, I don't think your workouts are going to do much at that point. So, you know, I would focus on what the recovery and what the next, you know, weeks or months are going to look like for you. And that's about it. Now, if you go to the opposite end and we talk about like a broken finger, a broken wrist, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more minor, uh, we have like muscle strains or something that basically prevents you from doing your normal routine. This is when you have to be very logical and not emotional. So you have to, it's annoying. Okay. I'm pissed off. This hurt for one. And now I have to go through this recovery and it prevents me from doing what I intended to do, which was follow this program. Well, here's the reality. You can't do that exact program, but you could probably get close or you could do half of it. And knowing that and having that mindset going into these injuries, because they are going to come up by nature with what we do, but it cannot shut you down. When I have someone completely cancel a session because they sprained their ankle, it's it disappointing to me because I know we could have done a full hour of core and upper body work. I've done it with people. You know, I've trained my dad after Achilles surgery and he's doing half kneeling, you know, battle ropes and getting his heart rate up. And I've had clients with literally, yeah, broken legs, pulled backs, uh, jacked up shoulders. Like literally one of my clients came in two days after separating shoulder. I've had multiple people do that. So we can always work around it and it's difficult to decide for yourself. Obviously it's a lot easier to show up to a trainer and be like, what can I do? You know, that's your trainer's job. But really think logically here. Okay, let's just say, for example, I broke my wrist and maybe I'm not going to train that day. (laughs) Obviously, you were probably training while you did it. Uh, Maybe the next day, just elevating your heart rate is too much for the blood pressure and the pain. Uh, But as soon as you can get past that, hopefully not more than a few days, you know, maybe I can do some walking body weight lunges. Maybe I can do this stretch. Maybe I can sit on my trainer and put a, a, some form of like a Swiss ball on my handlebar. So I don't have to lean forward all the way and, you know, lean onto that or like, what can I really, really do? And you can't just, I, I see people process this and you can tell how frustrated they get. It's understandable, but it's like, they start thinking about what can I do? And then it quickly goes from what can I do to what can I not do? And then they just get so frustrated. Well, well, could I do um, like a squat press? No, I can't grab a weight. Oh, can I do this? No, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. Oh, I just, I'm not going to do anything. And <laughs> that, that's the thought process that I watch. I've experienced it, but remember, it's like you can always do something. Like I would say the most recent comparison I have to this, ah, I'm sorry this is not cooler, but I got like seven tattoos in one day last year. It's like a 13-hour session. And dude, tattoos, like they definitely they're not, they don't feel good. And your skin, it's almost like an open road rash is kind of what it feels like. And so there's limitations as far as like sweat and bacteria. And like, you just don't want to have an infection, right? So that's like the biggest risk to working out. Uh, luckily with my studio, I'm able to like be indoors and it's super clean in here because I clean it and I have people clean it. So I I knew I was like, okay, what can I do today? Um, well I have tattoos on my hand my finger, my wrist, my arm and all this stuff. Actually, even the tattoo on my neck, just hanging from a bar, even though my hand it wasn't comfortable doing it because my hand was kind of swollen, like the pressure in my neck felt weird. So I ended up just doing a bunch of stuff on my back, like core work. I did a ton of walking lunges and 
I think I was able to modify a push-up, uh, like do an elevated push-up or something like that. So the next week, basically, I stuck to like four movements I could do, and here's the result. I didn't go backwards. I basically maintained, if not worked on something that was a potential weakness and increased it for the next, you know, when I was able to get back on my program. So that's the reality. Like I, I wouldn't expect to have an injury and then you have to modify and you're going to make some crazy gains, but at least you could really do everything you can from going backwards. Yeah. Is your arm going to get a little weaker because you broke your wrist? You can't do anything about that. You know, I am realistic, but um, can you still make your legs crazy strong and your core and like work on other areas? Absolutely. And I really, really encourage you to make that decision logically. So that is number one. That is injury. Another little sip for you. Number two, sickness. I did an entire episode about this episode number 25. I do recommend going back if you're kind of curious about how to operate when you're sick. Like, you know, how hard do I push? Do I just back off and not work out? I would say the general consensus and what I agree with is if, if it's shoulders and up, you're probably okay. If you're a little, you know, runny nose, congested, um, your, you know, your head, you have like a headache and you just feel like groggy, uh, but your body actually feels okay. You don't have the shakes or you're not totally weak or you're not puking. Uh, please don't come to my gym with diarrhea. <laughs> if you don't have those things going on, you're probably good to work out. And honestly, I think that's most the case, most of the time. Um, and you know, coronavirus, not, not a great idea to probably work out, you know, but then again, I, are people going to get coronavirus and probably just feel like a head cold? for a day or two and fight it off and not even know what happened. Potentially. Did you work out through it? Potentially. Um, I don't know if that's going to get backlash listening to this, but really it's, uh, it, it, it's kind of up to you as far as what you want to do. But I've always felt like as long as you can, you know, you have potential to kind of clear it up. Um, again, I'm, I, I got sidetracked as soon as I said coronavirus, it totally distracted me. <laughs> Because I was like, uh, here we go down like a rabbit hole. But I would say if you want the details on the sickness, go back to episode 25. Um, okay, so number three. This is two things. Uh, basically, you're exhausted. And I put sleep deprived in there. This is kind of how I felt yesterday and I feel a little bit today. So you know what the feeling is when you're exhausted. You're body's tired. Your head's tired. You can't think clearly. You feel lazy. You just, you don't want to do anything physical. And, you know, there, here's the funny thing. Yeah, a lot of people were like wearing whoop straps now and like recovery and everything. And I think that's really good. And it can tell you clearly, okay, you didn't sleep enough. Or maybe, you know, you just, for whatever reason, aren't recovered because of your heart rate variabilities telling you differently or whatever. So you're just beat down, you're exhausted. Now, what is the smart thing to do for your health? You're sleep deprived, you have four hours of sleep. Should you work out that day? Okay, for your health, probably not. For your performance, and this is questionable here, I'm gonna say it, most people should. Here's why. It's all about building mental toughness and having that fortitude, like you, pushing through the pain of tiredness is very, very valuable for future events that you do and just for your ability to stay consistent ongoing. Now, a, a very being very tired, this is like near and dear to me because honestly, most of the workouts I've done over the last couple of years, I've started extremely tired. 
just with my schedule, the way it's worked out, yada, yada, yada. I'll wake up at 4 a.m. I'll, I'll train all morning. I'll do a workout at like 11, let's just say, for example, maybe even noon. Well, really the caffeine I had in the morning is worn off by that point. I might have a little extra hit of it. I've already been training people all day. I'm in the same environment. It's like, it's hard to get started. And my body's just like saying no. So doing it anyways has allowed me to know that for one, half the time I start feeling bad, maybe even more after my warm up, I'm ready to go. That's literally most of the time. When I really know I'm beat down is when I go through the entire session and I never actually get get it, you know? I never feel strong and but but you won't even know that until you repeatedly go in through that over and over again. And hopefully you don't have to. But like I'm saying, if you get a really limited amount of sleep, you feel very tired, I would push through it anyways. Unless you're like a professional athlete and you you can choose when you want to train and you can actually, you know, okay, well, I can push back training and take an, a nap before I do it. Those are all things like that you could do, but most people don't operate that way. And I'll be honest, like I am so proud of some of the toughness I've built in regards to starting workouts under poor conditions that even though I know it hasn't served my just pure health, it's built this consistency and just a mental toughness that um, I'm, I'm really, really proud of, honestly, uh, in, in regards to just that whole situation, you know? Um, and I, and I notice a lot of people like, we'll just throw in the towel as soon, as soon as something comes up, like the same person that just gets a bad night of sleep and doesn't work out that day is the same person that has a stressful day at work and then just doesn't work out that day or like gets in an argument or is distracted with this other relationship or, you know, like something happens to their car, like all these reasons come up. And then the, that one thing comes up and they just can't do their workout. Um, if you're the person that those things come up and you get it done anyways, like that's what, that's what consistency is all about. So I think that's what you're really building the habit of when you go through and push through being tired. But again, is it ideal for your health? Probably not. And so, you know, don't go to your doctor and tell me I said to do that, (laughs) but I'll just tell you from my own personal experience and the people I see who get results in the gym versus don't, they're the ones who show up regardless of the variables that should have prevented them. So keep that in mind. Now, here's the thing though. If it's happening nonstop, if you always, always, always feel like that, you, you even maybe you feel groggy and then you start and you never feel good. Okay. You got something else going on. You need to address. Um, I'll tell you right now, I woke up today and after that ride yesterday, I never actually felt better. And I literally realized I was like, I, I genuinely need a day off and I'm actually looking forward to it. Like like thinking about more physical like labor kind of sounds painful in a way um and also yesterday like i had this weird tightness over my entire body that i was like well i need to chill Um, but then again i was training again this morning and i felt like doing push-ups i thought about well maybe i should do some push-ups today so (laughs) again another day off would be really good and if you get to that point take it but definitely challenge yourself you know should I do this or should and build that mental fortitude? Uh, do I have nothing to prove and I already know I'm tough and it's okay. And you know, I, I never miss sleep. So the night I do, I'm going to relax. That's very understandable. Um, so think about it personally. That's just kind of my take on the whole topic. So you're exhausted, um, potentially cut the workout or train anyway and figure out why the heck you are so exhausted, um, and build some mental toughness. Okay. Number four, food timing is off. 
Okay, this is another mental toughness thing where you are hungry and you're starting a workout. Now, if you've experienced this like I have, if you start a workout, there's one thing to be kind of hungry for a workout, but you're so like depleted, uh, your glucose is low, you just can't, you don't feel like you have that power. You start working out and you're just shaky and you just have no strength. I'm going to be honest, there's not much you can do at that point besides get some carbohydrates in your system and fuel the workout. Food is fuel for that reason. And so my biggest recommendation is to try your best. And I don't always have it, but like even today, I brought these little rice roller crunchy stick things. Uh, Rice cakes work great. Bananas work great. Any type of fruit uh, that's accessible and easy to eat. Like these are all quick carbohydrate sources that you can eat that will not weigh you down, but give you enough like like carbs in your system to use for your workout. You know, it'll allow some blood to actually go into your muscle and to have some strength. Uh, And it also really, if you are super carb depleted and you feel shaky like that and you start grinding through a workout anyways, there's a chance it's going to pull from your protein, like your muscle uh, tissue to actually use as energy and break down your muscle tissue and lose some muscle tissue. So we don't really want that to happen either. So be smart about that. Um, There's a point where you're going to either have to make an extra stop before your workout. You're going to have to eat. You're going to have to plan a little bit better. Um, But you, you just can't really get around. Like if you're bonked out, you're bonked out. I mean, you know, all the willpower of the world is not going to change that. Or like, again, I've done this. You willpower yourself through a workout and it's just a bad workout. Is it better than nothing? Kind of. But I think that's almost even worse than being tired, in my opinion. Like I would rather work out with my food timing on point and less sleep than the opposite. Um, is that good for your health? I don't, you know what I mean? Like health versus performance is such a different thing, but, um, performance wise, it's definitely better to do it that way. So, uh, the last thing I would say, number five, family event, business, travel, etc. Now let's just say you're on a program and your normal routine allows for you to train Monday through Saturday or Tuesday through Saturday. Well, this week you're going to Disneyland because it's little Jimmy's, uh, fourth birthday and it's going to be his first time to put those mouse ears on and you know maybe you're considering not going because even though you're his father you are a committed athlete <laughs> i really hope that's not the case <laughs> go to disneyland have a good time with uh little boy jimmy there okay um you know y- y- stuff is going to come up I talk to people about starting programs all the time. They're like, oh, well, in two weeks, you know, I'm doing this. So I'm going to wait till after that. Yes. Two weeks after that, there's going to be another thing. So here's the best thing to do. Look at your calendar and see how you can make the adjustment at that time. Once you do that, make the adjustments. Just understand, I need to enjoy this trip. And it could be a potential time to get some quality recovery. Can you plan a recovery week around it? Um, or, or can you just really basically structure the training to where you don't miss out, uh, when you're on that trip, can you actually wake up a little early and get it done? What's the gym situation? Look into the details of what's going on. But again, there are times where, you know, it's just not going to happen. I would say almost every single workout I've missed over the past few years, very few, I will say, but they've all been just because of work, like work stacked up. And then we'll work in family, work stacked up, 
I needed to like watch my son or even before that I just had like, a, I don't know, family dinner or whatever it was. And it's like, okay, it's 9 PM. Am I going to work out after I just ate fried chicken at my grandma's house? Probably not. I'm going to write today off. So like, that's kind of how it can go. But again, if you're so consistent that that's your only day off that week, or you haven't taken a rest day in two weeks, you probably needed it. It's probably okay. And you're actually not that far off your program. So, uh, keep that in mind. You guys, the five reasons to take a rest day, injury, sickness, purely exhausted or sleep deprived food timing is poor. AKA you're bonked and you have no carbs in your system and then family event, travel, etc. Um, so that's it. Give yourself, you know, like some, like I was going to say a pat on the back, but analyze yourself. Are you making the decision because you know, you're giving yourself too much slack or are you being too hard on yourself and you actually need to reel it in? Who are you? Who am I? Look into the puddle like Zoolander. Who am I? And you can ask yourself that. All right, guys, I hope that helps a ton and tell me what you think, man. It's interesting. You know, these topics, I research them and pull articles and, and all that. But again, a lot of it comes down to, there's just so much conflicting data that I'm doing my best to give you my own perception of it based off of my experience and the, just the, the data that I've personally looked through, uh, which again is a lot. And it's a lot of experience, um, both personally and through my in-person clientele, like the conversations I have on the daily, I wish you could be a fly on the wall for some of them. It's unbelievable. Like the stereotypical cliches that like I can deal with. Um, and that's why sometimes like I almost can be short about certain topics or like just no excuses. Like I'm over it, you know? (laughs) Um, but again, dude, it's everyone else's journey. It's everyone's personal journey. And, uh, you know, really, uh, just, just look at, evaluate it. Honestly, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Be honest with yourself, evaluate yourself and uh, give yourself credit for what you're doing great and tell yourself to step it up and uh, kick yourself in the pants where you need it. Yo, okay. I just opened up a green juice and that sucker has a lot of ginger. Whoa. And a lot of cayenne in it. (laughs) I, I just had a vitality, like cleansing shot, like an immunity shot. And I don't know if you've ever had that. It has like black pepper and turmeric. And a lot of times I have cayenne or lemon in it. That's like a 12 ounce bottle full. And I'm committed, man. All in the name of health, man. We're going to get that thing down. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any recommendations for a podcast topic, please let me know. Uh, obviously, today is like almost like a news report with the exception of the uh, rest day talk because uh, I want to talk about, you know, there's just all this cool stuff going on with Dialed Health and I want you in the loop. But yeah, I'd appreciate your topic. It really is helpful and uh, always great ideas, man. So please support the podcast by either sending it to a friend, posting the screenshot to your Instagram story, tagging Dialed Health, or leaving me a review on Apple Podcast. And uh, I thank you so much. We will see you next Monday. And should I even say Monday morning first thing? I've been kind of blowing it on the timeline. So I'm going to just surprise you and plan on waking up at just 12.01 a.m. just to check because you're going to be so excited episode's going to be up and uh and that's it guys so have a great week uh let's crush it by the way i posted on instagram last night a little just like motivational kind of rant coming into the week because i just felt like this was going to be a really phenomenal work week 
and I'm not exactly sure yet. I know I have a few things in the pipeline that we mentioned, but um, yeah, let's just absolutely crush it, man. If you feel hesitant this week about anything that you've wanted to start, whether it's a workout program, a writing program, a um, whatever it is, calling that person for a date, nutrition, job promotion, whatever it might be, I really, really encourage you to get after it, start moving forward, and discover your path. That's why we say it, people, because you got to take action to even know what the next step is. You could think you have it all planned out, and until you accomplish that next goal, you won't have the eyes, the lens, and the experience to even see what's ahead. So get that next thing done this week, and I'll see you next Monday.